When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Undead Walking Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and I'm really excited about this week's podcast. We have an interview with Fear the Walking Dead star Jenna Elfman about June's incredible episode of uh, Fear the Walking Dead, it's episode 606, Bury Her Next to Jasper's Leg. And um, she talked with us last week about the episode and it was just, it was such a fun interview. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. Um, <clears throat> before we get to the interview, there's uh, obviously a lot we need to talk about with uh, World Beyond and with Fear the Walking Dead, which is coming up into its mid-season finale next week. Uh, let's start with World Beyond. Uh, it's been an interesting journey so far, and, and uh, you know, with the introduction of Tony and Percy and, and you know, obviously two con men joining the group, uh, you never really know what you're going to get. So that leaves the end of this week's episode kind of up in the air because at the end of the episode, we see that um, <clears throat> Tony seems to be dead. He seems to be very dead. And it looks like Silas was the one who killed him, but Percy's nowhere to be found. And Silas doesn't really seem to, um, he doesn't really seem to be with it. So it kind of leaves some questions up in the air about what actually happened and, um, how this is going to play out. Um, I'm actually really excited because this next week's episode, episode 108, is the one that I was on set for. So when you guys heard me talking about, uh, you know, my impressions of the show, it was because this was the moment that I was seeing. I was seeing the aftermath of what had happened with uh, with Tony and Percy, and it led me to tell you guys that the show is a lot darker than previously expected, and that's why. So I'm really excited about this week's episode. We also saw an incredible performance from Annette Mahendru, who uh, plays Huck, and we finally learn about Huck's backstory, and I think that that's really interesting to see that her journey was so tragic um, in the early days of the apocalypse. I mean, she was, you know, trying to help people and was forced to kill her entire team. I mean, these are her brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, she was a Marine. She was uh, a trusted, you know, Lance Corporal. I mean, she was somebody who had a lot of power and a lot of respect. And she saw that their mission was not lining up with her values. And she made a decision. She made a decision to save the people instead of killing them. And that's something that she lives with. And that's, you know, kind of indicated by the scar on her cheek. She gave herself the scar to remind her of what happened. And um, it was an incredible performance. And uh, I, I'm just super excited to see what comes up. And we're going to talk more about World Beyond later this week in a special podcast. So stay tuned for that. So that kind of brings us to uh, this week's episode of Fear the Walking Dead. And, um, you know, 
before the pandemic, this episode was not meant to be the lead up to the mid-season finale, but now that 607 is the mid-season finale, this was the episode leading up to it, and it really set up a really strong story. Um, You can see that um, Virginia really doesn't know what's going on with these people leaving the graffiti. She's upset enough about it to go to extremes to get information, and June has the kind of foresight to see that she can barter with that and when she has the opportunity to either save Virginia's life or kill her um you know she uses that to her advantage and 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 wants to get things she wants the hospital she wants her people to be safe and she also wants information so she uses that to her advantage and I think it's it's done really well um Jen Elfman just absolutely kills these performances So that's what makes this week's interview really special because we got to talk a lot about that. And I've, let's see, I've, I've talked with Jenna quite a few times. Um, She was actually one of the first people I talked with when I went on my first set visit uh, two years ago. And back then she was talking about how, you know, she had actually trained and shadowed some trauma nurses and doctors at University of Texas, Austin um, to prepare for this role. And it's really interesting when you watch her and you see her exhaustion, you know, she's been up for, oh, you know, more than 24 hours, and she's just trying to, to power through this, it really mirrors what our actual first responders are, are going through right now in the middle of the pandemic. So it's it's really powerful when you look at it from that lens, and you see that, you know, that she's giving a performance that was informed by the, the real-life men and women who do this every day. It comes through really well in this episode, and I think it's, uh, you know, again, a testament to her ability and to the writing on this episode that gives her the ability to kind of flex those acting muscles and show that she's, you know, she's in the middle of some of the the worst kind of situations imaginable, but she keeps her cool and, and she's thinking, you know, thinking on her feet, and that's what you have to do to survive in this world, so... Um, you know, June is definitely a survivor and, uh, you know, she, she makes some decisions that don't really line up with the decisions that her people would want her to, to, to make. Uh, you know, it even puts her at odds with her husband, you know, John wants to leave and now she's saying like, Hey, I've got a hospital. I don't want to leave. So that could play out in their relationship. I mean, we know that John will go to the end of the earth for her, but, he really wants to get out of Lawton and away from Virginia. So that's going to be an interesting to, uh, thing to see play out. Um, we also got to see the return of Luciana and Sarah and uh, Wes briefly and Wendell. And so that was fun to kind of catching up and seeing where everybody was. It was kind of interesting to see Sarah teamed up with June and kind of running that mobile clinic as it were. And, uh, and it was nice to see Sarah kind of rewarded at the end when she gets to see her her brother, um, you know, Wendell come back. And, and it was a really emotional moment. Um, I kind of, I, I mean, I have to admit, I really laughed when I saw that Luciana is still in Tank Town and she's still covered in grime and, and goo. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that makes you think because she's still there. And the only reason that she's still there is, you know, either she's really good at her job or she's being punished or she's not trusted. But I I feel like she is trusted because she's kind of in charge. And you get the sense that she's at odds with Virginia because, you know, she has some things that she's concerned about that Virginia doesn't seem to be concerned about. 
So there's definitely a story there, and hopefully we get to explore that uh, in future episodes. But, you know, we only have one episode left, and there's no telling what's going to get covered in that episode. So, so yeah, so there's a lot kind of out there still, but, um, you know, Virginia is definitely concerned about these graffiti people. I thought it was kind of funny that she was trying to pin it on Wes and, you know, what she was like, why do you have paint? And then Wes's response was just so perfect. It's like, cause I like to paint. And, you know, that was one of those things that was set up in season five when we met him, that he was, um, you know, leaving these messages and that, that kind of led for, um, Alicia to kind of adopt that as well. And, and it was one of those controversial moments, but now it's kind of coming back full circle. Like why, you know, he has spray paint and these other people have spray paint. Are there connections or is it just a coincidence that, you know, they could use him as a pawn and, you know, frame him for it? I don't know. It's kind of interesting. So we'll definitely see how that plays out. I think it's definitely going to be an interesting mid-season finale. We know that Alicia and uh, Charlie are going to be back. Virginia is kind of getting a sense that all may not be well under her, um, under her rule. And, you know, we see Strand in there and we know that everybody's kind of working on their own, uh, their own plan. So it's anyone's guess what's going to happen in the mid-season finale. And it's going to be really exciting to see how that sets up what's coming in the second half of the season, which is uh, being filmed right now. So, so yeah, it's anyone's guess what's going to happen in the second half of the season and how this all sets up for it. So hopefully we will um, get some answers and we won't be left with too much of a cliffhanger in 607. You never know, because like I said, it wasn't meant to be a, a mid-season finale and now it is. So could it be a massive cliffhanger? Maybe. Only time will tell. Uh, for now, I'm going to turn it over to my interview with Jenna Elfman, and uh, I do apologize. The, the audio on this gets a little choppy, and that kind of happens. She was in Texas and uh, probably on location when she was doing this interview, so it does get a little rough in places, and I apologize for that, but it's a really fun interview, and she gives some really good insight into June and John and, and kind of what's going on in this greater universe. So, so yeah, so enjoy the interview, and I'll be back on the other side to close this out. Well, hello. Hello, Jenna. How are you? I'm well. How are you going this Friday afternoon? Oh, it's great. It's so, I, I feel like every day is kind of a Friday. It's like if it's a good day, it's a Friday. <laughs> And if it's not a good day, it could be like a Thursday, but it's a Monday. So it's like, you know, <laughs> what is time anymore? <laughs> oh, honestly. It matters is Sunday, right? sweatpants and <laughs> It's like every day is sweatpants and sweat. I mean, whatever. Here we are. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. I mean, God, what a crazy fucking year. I know. It's been nuts. It has been absolutely yeah. nuts. And it's just... Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't even know anymore. I just kind of, you just kind of show up. And, and like I said, the only day that I even think of anymore is Sunday. So it's like, it, it, I know it's Sunday because of what's on, but that's about it. <laughs> you know, it gives me such relief to hear you say this. It, it is like, you know, it's interesting because you just go, uh, I mean, there's a lot less societal pressure, which is kind of liberating. But it, it's just like, well, I can control my own household. I think that's kind of where I'm at. All right. I'm going to put all my energy in just making this household be awesome. Exactly. That's about as far as my influence is going to go other than my art. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. And it's so funny because when, you know, like when we're thinking about, about 
fear and, you know, all of the tie-ins. Like I, I think back to, God, it was probably like two years ago when you and I had talked about um, like getting ready for, to play June and, and, you know, training with, you know, watching the um, like trauma nurses and then how that's all played out. And then I think about where we are in life. And then I look at June yeah. and I look at, I look at this episode, which is just a brilliant episode. And I just think, you know, it's just another one of those life imitating art, imitating life situations, because yeah. no one would have known we'd be here watching this episode in the middle of what's going on, especially now that we're all like, you know, San Diego just went back into purple tier. So I'm like, okay, I'll be here for the next month. <laughs> God. Wow. 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 I'm in Texas now. I'm kind of, LA was getting weird, man. So it oh, yeah. uh, feels a little bit calmer here, but I'm also, you know, getting to be back in the zone of creativity, which is really lightens that load of weirdness in life too. So I'm very, I'm so grateful uh, for being on fear, always have been, but even more so now. Oh yeah. And I think, I mean, just the, you know, I think about the, the look that you're able to like, I mean, you're, you're just so amazing anyway, but the way that you're able to capture just the pure exhaustion that, that June is feeling and, and knowing that you're bringing that from the experience of having watched these trauma nurses. And then, you know, again, thinking about what's going on. I mean, like it's so realistic, but it's, it's such a different application of that, like different apocalypse, eh, you know, different situation, but still real. she's got that purpose to help and it's everything to her and it was her purpose before the apocalypse you know to help save lives and make a be a valuable participant in this game of life and 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 that's definitely june's orientation to keeps her sane and um my god when there's directly opposing that consistently how frustrating and exhausting that is and um and i think it's such a, a beautiful process anyway like i have such gratitude and respect for nurses or anyone who dedicates their life to helping others and saving lives like it's such a valuable ability and um you know to have her be up against this tremendous control freak uh who is just not aligned, um, but is pseudo aligned. It's just maddening. It's maddening. Oh yeah. Now, do you think that, do you think that anything would have changed for her if John, like if she hadn't been reunited with John the way she was, which was, you know, total power move on Virginia's part. Like that wasn't a gift. That was a threat. And then, yeah. you know, then John sitting here going, actually I things aren't good and I, I think we really need to get out of here do you think if, if any of those things hadn't happened that the way things ended up would have been any different in June's mind it's a really good question um I mean all of it informs it you know so I have to kind of in that situation without all of these factors leading into it, I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think June, I think June wants and knows she 
she needs to stay true to her own goals and purposes no matter what. Um, you can't be valuable to another, whether it's your husband or your group of if you're not taking care of yourself and staying true to your integrity and yourself, because then you're not really present and valuable. You're not really bringing your strength. And I think that has become abundantly clear for June um, in this time of trying to stay true to her, what her gift is. You know, obviously it's valuable to Ginny that works out. Um, But being away from Joan, I think June's just like doubling down on her integrity about helping people. And that is the most important thing. It doesn't change anything about obviously her love and commitment to John, but she's not like so naive that she, you know, doesn't have to also know that she has to <laughs> be able to function as her own woman. Um, and, uh, so I don't know, maybe, maybe not because the reason you makes that choice is there's so much value to saving someone's life, you know, whether it's your purpose or it's a chess move. Um, I think it puts a lot of coins in June's pocket for many reasons. She wants information about who this threat is. She wants, uh, she wants a hospital and she wants to call the shots on it so that she can actually be making meaning in the world. Um, and she under, but there's also the empathy of, she knows what it's like to care for someone and not be able to help them. It's the worst feeling in the world. And she knows how much that hurts and she has empathy. But I also think because of the empathy, she knows valuable it is to then to save her life. So it's, um, I think it's the right choice because many things are aided by this choice at this time. Absolutely. And, and, you know, time for one more question. Oh, sorry, okay. I talked a lot, so we should probably <laughs> let her ask a couple I can make the best of it. I've gotten good at these things and I just, okay. I love, I love everything that you just said. So it's just, it's so perfect. And it just, it made me think about like, what the it's so incredible what they've been able to do with this anthology format and I know a lot of people were kind of hesitant about whether or not it would work and clearly it it has worked as you know I knew it would but it of course it just it's been it's so brilliant but it seems like you know you mentioned this this kind of chess move that June is making and it seems like everybody's making these moves to certain extent but separately and now even even you know John's kind of moved backwards in a way like he was on a a forward trajectory or trajectory and then he kind of took a step back and he's realizing this isn't going to work for me but now June's taking like this big step forward so it seems like all of these power moves are kind of happening you know strands on this council and and you know Daniel's kind of doing his own thing uh, kind of undercover and and you know strands doing his thing like and now June's kind of made one of the biggest moves of all and it kind of makes you wonder like is June now, has she made like the ultimate move that we've seen to this point? Cause I, you know, I know you can't say anything about what's coming up, but would you consider now, like, is she the one who holds the most cards out of all of the group that, you know, that has been separated? I love your questions. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I never like 
thought about it that way in terms of, um, you know, when you were speaking, I was thinking about how you have to, like how Morgan has changed. He's like, you're not dealing with Morgan, you know, <laughs> this is like yeah. a, you're dealing with someone else now. And um, everyone is kind of leaning into their strengths. Um, you know, Morgan, I think a huge strength of his is his empathy and his interest in help and his benevolence. But you also he saw that there's times where when something really matters, it brings out another side of you. You know, I think we're seeing, you know, and he starts killing again because grace and, you know, that what love does. And there's something really to live for even more. Um, and that how that changes you. Um, so I was just thinking how John's having such a hard time kind of changing you know, he, he can't, he's, he's got what makes him amazing and it is just not flowing in this capacity in Virginia's camp. And he's having a really hard time because John is not going to go dirty. Right. Um, he just won't, he refuses. It's his integrity. And that's what makes him so fucking amazing, but it's eating at him and it's really, he can't find the, route the side you know the the side road he can't he's not changing he's not finding how to do this he's just going the effect um and i think june i think it would you know it's very hard in that moment when you have an axe to someone's neck june's having to consider all the ramifications of to be or not to be in a way, you know, in terms of uh, being a group leader of letting this woman live or killing her. It's like the group leadership version of to be or not to be. Right. Because if I let her live, what responsibility is going to be on my shoulders? If I kill her right now, what responsibility is going to be on my shoulders? And there's pros and cons on both of those choices. Tremendously. Um, so I think June is trying to process when I'm sitting there with that ass at her neck and she's just talking at me, what these are like, you know, making a huge choice like this. It does. It, you kind of, I think you earn some stripes because it is, it's a power move, but it's a humanity, humanity move. And you know, June, June is not strand. Do you know what I mean? So it's not a power move from the viewpoint that strand would be a power move. It's a, it's a power move of how many things can be better. How, which choice is going to benefit the most amount of the, of things. And by keeping Virginia alive, like I said, it's many coins in the pocket and from information, you know, trustworthy, you know, like, so can be gained. Um, so I, for the most right reasons um, and the most unselfish reasons where maybe if Strand, you know, it'd be a, maybe a slightly more selfish reason or um, I think Morgan also thinks of how many things, I think Morgan thinks of a benevolence through the benevolence lens as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I think, yeah, I think it was a big move for June. It's a, a big one. I think a lot of people probably would have had relief if I had let her die. And it wasn't like I killed her. She got bit. Right. But to not save someone's life when you can is, for June, the same as murdering. Well, and it's interesting, too, because she had an out. Like, it was Virginia who told Hill and, and called on the radio and said, I got bit. So it's not like, right. you know, June had a, she had an out. Like, she could have just said, well, that was it. Like, you know, like she, and it's yeah. so I think it's, there's it's more this, game to play. There's more to be had. And I think June recognizes that. And I think it's really smart. You know, I, I thought it was really I loved that we showed June using her mind like that. You know, she's got her abilities with help, her knowledge, her expertise. She's got compassion, her ability to love. You know, there's so many qualities about June I love. And then to see her be able to make a strong choice in a crucial moment um, in that way, that's political in a way, but it's also humanitarian. I just thought it just raised, it just put more notches in her belt or, you know, more stripes on her collar as a, as a, as a wild person in this endeavor. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, she's one of the most complex characters out there. And that's what I just, I, I love about her. And I love the way that she was written just overall, but this episode is just fantastic. So. Yeah, I know. I'm so happy. We had a female writer and the strong women Conflicting goals that are seemingly aligned or completely not aligned. She, I mean, she thinks that we're the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, we are not. Uh, but all this, you know, Luciana and Sarah, and it's just like all these chicks in there, like breaking it. It's just so cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this has just been, this has been great. I always love talking to you, Jenna, and thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for your investment, too. It's really cool. All right. Uh, you can tell that it's always fun talking with Jenna Elfman. She has the best energy, and she is just so much fun to talk with. So really excited to um, to chat with her and hoping that she'll come back for future episodes and we can talk, uh, talk more with her because it's always fun. You never know what she's going to say. And uh that's what we love about her. So if you made it this far in the podcast, I just want to thank you and, and thank you for your support. And uh, if you have any ideas for future podcasts, especially as we head into uh, the long winter hiatus when there aren't any shows on, please feel free to send us messages on the End Up Walking social media feeds. Um, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast so um, we know that you, you like what we're doing and we can keep doing it. So yeah, thank you so much for your support and we will chat soon. So as always, I want to remind you to stay safe, wash your hands and watch out for those walkers. Thanks everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.